1: Shares of Birkenstock continuing to fall today. Just the latest in a series of recent IPOs that have struggled. That is the focus of today's tech check with Deirdre Bosa. Morning, Dee.
0: So here's what we can say so far. The IPO window of 2023, it was short. Wasn't very sweet, and now it's likely closed as we head into the year end. Early performance suggests that they've been a bust. Birkenstock ended its first day off by more than 10% from that IPO price. Instacart is down 40% from its first day pop. ARM more than 20% from its, Even Clavio, an enterprise software company that is arguably a better indicator for the IPO market. It's down nearly 20% from its short-lived post-debut peak. And all of this before the lockup period has expired when insiders can sell shares. So what is behind the IPO stumble? Well, the fundamentals, they're iffy, but they're not terrible. All four of those companies went public with actual profits, even as revenue growth is slowing at Instacart, Arm, and Birkenstock. Barons this morning posits whether bankers got greedy, writing leaving money on the table is just good manners. Mispricing an IPO, though, to raise as much money as possible, that's a poor long-term strategy to win over investors. So that leaves market conditions, which was very much an open question before these companies kicked off their listings. The IPO market had been shut for some 18 months as the Federal Reserve raised interest rates. And while markets have rebounded this year, They've essentially been carried by the magnificent seven group of mega cap tech stocks, which are in a far different league than everyone else. So while it is still early days for the latest class of IPOs, the street is essentially saying, hey, this still isn't the greatest environment. Why not just buy Meta or the Nasdaq? That could be tricky for the hordes of VC backed and other tech startups that raise money back in 2021 when conditions were a lot better but may now be running out. A deal today, though, that I want to flag, Atlassian buying Loom for nearly a billion dollars. That could be an indication that the M&A market remains an option for exits. I spoke to one VC this morning who called this a good outcome. He said early Series A and Series B investors will see a nice return in this deal, while later round investors who may be underwater, at least they get their money back. It's a good gauge of where we are right now, guys. Getting your money back is sort of the new standard. That's what VCs want.
1: stock is trading below 38 bucks a share right now. That's well below its offering price of $46. It opened at $41, remember. Now, other recent listings, Instacart, Arm Holdings, have also disappointed since the pops after their debuts. Joining us for more now on these lackluster debuts is Deirdre Bosa for our tech check today. I'm not sure what it says about the IPO market or sentiment, Deirdre, but it's certainly not exactly all that positive.
0: Well, let's think about it. What can we say? I know it's early days. What can we say so far about the IPO window of 2023? One, it was short. Two, not very sweet. And now it's likely closed as we head into the year end. No one wants to be doing their roadshows during the holiday season. So this early performance, Dom, that you just outlined, it suggests that They've been a bust. Uh, Let me put this in terms of their IPO debut peaks. Birkenstock ended its first day off by more than 10%. It's down again today. Instacart's down 40% from its first day pop, Arm more than 20%, even... Klaviyo, an enterprise software company that's arguably a better indicator for the IPO market. That's down nearly 20% from its short-lived post-debut peak. And this is all before the lockup period has expired, guys, when insiders can sell shares. And so really, that raises the question, could it get worse from here? We know that especially at a company like Instacart, employees have been sitting on options for a very, very long time. It also may tell us, guys, that, and startups especially, that may need to tap markets that perhaps market conditions still aren't all that great. And it may take, at least from what I hear, until the second half of next year before we see the IPO market really gain some steam again.
1: Deirdre, Birkenstock is different. I mean, obviously, but different in terms of the sentiment that went into it for investors, Birkenstock, versus, say, an Arm Holdings or a Clavio or an Instacart, which were all kind of more tech-y focused, and that was what was capturing The imagination of certain IPO investors out there. Is it fair to say that Birkenstock is not in the same kind of sentiment category that, say, Instacart or Arm was? And should we be looking at that or those two as comps to what's happening with Birkenstock?
0: You bring up a good point. I think that you could say that all four are very, very different. And Clavio may actually be the most consequential because it's more of your traditional venture-backed startup. And there's many more of those than there are Instacarts or in terms of where it plays the category and more than Birkenstocks in the IPO pipeline. So that's why we try and take them all together and say at the one thing that they all had in common was their marquee names, right? They were anticipated IPOs that the retail investor knows and could get excited about. And so the fact that they're all down and that they've had disappointing debuts tells us something at large about the IPO window and is that it's not looking all that great for other companies that want to go out in terms of Birkenstock, though, you bring up such an interesting point. No, it's not a tech company, but we looked at this yesterday the way in which it is a direct to consumer company. Remember Allbirds, Hims and Hers, Warby Parker? They were kind of tech companies because they were direct to consumer. Birkenstock actually has that model as well in terms of having that e commerce direct link to the consumer and it's doing it in a better way than actually those companies that claim to be tech companies were doing it. So that one's a little interesting to see how it shakes out, but essentially uses its wholesale platform and direct consumer platform to create scarcity and a compelling sort of um, platform for the consumer. Indeed. Deirdre, thank you. We appreciate it today. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do.